You're listening to The Free Developer, the bi-monthly podcast bringing you the best, unique and inspiring stories from developers around the world. I'm your host, Lone, recording live from Paris, and in today's episode, I'm interviewing Shubham Sharma, a growth hacker from France who also lived in New York. Shubham started his career as a freelance developer, then moved on to join MailJet as a developer evangelist, and is now Chief Marketing Officer at Key Metrics. Hey, Emil, thanks for having me. We're going to have a good time. So, uh, some of the greatest ideas are born in a moment. You never know where you'll be. This week's show is brought to you by Hustlecase, the whiteboard laptop case. With Hustlecase, you can easily snap on a whiteboard to the top of your laptop and sketch your big ID on the go. To learn more, visit hustlecase.com and use the code NOMAD for 15% off. So, uh, Shabam, thank you very much for joining the show. It's a real honor to have you here. Uh, I found your story particularly interesting, and I was dying to share it with our, our listeners because, uh, you know, uh, uh, we know each other uh, now for, I think, uh, we've, we've been um, kind of in the same circle of friends for right. now the past two years. And so right now, I guess there are two types of people among our listeners. Uh, those who stopped the podcast right at the intro and were like, what the fuck? I thought this was a show about <laughs> developers. Because we have a marketing guy here. And those who are trying to figure out how the hell does a software engineer with a computer science background ends up in marketing. So before you tell us a little bit more about that, can you briefly give us a, a presentation of what you currently do at Keymetrics? Right. So uh, first of all, thanks for having me again. Uh, I um, um, really appreciate that you're giving me your time and your listeners' time. Uh, so yeah, we know each other, I think, for a little bit more than six months, uh, something like that. Uh, well, actually, actually, we met like two years ago, but right. uh, yeah, yeah, we didn't but really see each other for a while. So, yeah. um, so uh, what I do today at Keymetric, so um, I'm in charge of, of growth. Uh, initially, I came here because um, we had a, a, a software, uh, I mean, a, a SaaS tool, which was helping developers that were using Node.js to uh, monitor their app. So basically, we're helping people, they had apps and website, uh, letting them know what is happening on, on their website, on their server, and, and monitoring it. So this was this is the goal of, of the tool called Keymetrics. And my goal is to uh, grow the business, basically. How can I have more and more uh, users? How can I have more and more revenue from this? And how can I make sure that the people having, having an awesome experience in the product? So this is my goal, and as the developer, I mean, as my users are all developers, even though I'm in marketing, I need to make sure that I'm a developer because I need to make, I need to give them the best experience ever. And you cannot feel what the other people feel un unless you have been one of those. Yeah, so of course. I've been using my the product that I'm working uh, for now uh, way before um, they're coming here. So I know what they experience when they come on the product, for example. That's pretty cool. And so how exactly did they come to you in the first place? Uh, so it was because um, the founder, Alex, um, did like almost the same school as me. Like we're in the same campus. It was in Paris. So I did a school called Epita, which is an engineering school in Paris. And uh, we, we were actually in the same school where we never met each other. But like three years ago, something like that, I was in New York uh, from my previous company. And um, I was, I think, only there for vacation. And he was doing the program called Techstars, which is a acceleration program for Keymetrics at the time. And um, I just met him. And even though we didn't know each other, we were like, okay, hey, like, let's keep in touch. And we kept in, we kept in touch. And basically... 
um, I think it was like one year ago, he came to me and he was like, hey, we need a developer evangelist because I, I was actually a, a developer evangelist in my previous company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool, but it is probably not that what you need. Like developer evangelists are developers that are evangelizing a product and not really taking care of the growth and etc. And as Keymetrics was in a early phase, we were way, um, uh, it was a better time to, to focus on growth than in evangelism. Sure. Okay. That does totally make sense. So, uh, Shabam, you're, you're initially from India and then you moved to France. I mean, your, your answer was so awesome that the people in the background <laughs> upload. Uh, upload. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, you're initially from India and then you moved to France to study computer science. That's uh, exactly the, 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 the time when you met Alex. Uh, so, so is that right? You, you moved from India to France? Right. Uh, so I was born in India. So my both parents are Indians and I'm like 100%. Uh, and, and so my mother language is Hindi. All right. So I grew, I grew up there uh, until my seven years. Yeah, when I was seven, I basically moved uh, in, in France uh, with my mother first. And, and then we, we went back there. Uh, so my father, uh, my father and my mother were were um, together again, and I was like, okay, I just spent three years in France, and I do not want to go back. And thankfully, my grandparents were at the time in in um, in France, and they were living in France, and I was like, okay, I need, uh, I want to live in France. And I, at 10 years old, I actually made the decision, which is kind of crazy because at 10 you don't really know where you're going. Yeah, sure, that's, but, that's pretty awesome. Right, and, and uh, so I was like, every single day, because I was shitty in school in India, because, you know, it was it was my country, but not my country at the same time, because like in three years you make friends. And and you, you start a life, you start a, a kind of social life, I would say, even though you're a kid. But um, yeah, I started this, and that was I wanted to go back to France so bad, because... Uh, uh, it was it was awesome <laughs> and and uh, so it was like every single day uh, to my parents yeah I want to go back to France I want to go back to France I want to go back to France and one day my grandfather my grandparents said hey you know if you want you could come live with us and I'm like damn yeah your, your, your grandparents who lived in Paris in, right? in, in Paris and I was like of course why didn't I thought that before and and this is how I told my parents hey I'm going back to France and At and they were like old, that's there was like so no awesome. this is not happening i was like <laughs> yes because my grandparents are okay they were not at the time they just said this is an option and i was like uh, saying like yeah they off- we were making plans now yeah. and okay basically uh, they were um like everyone was okay it was it was cool for me in the first years but you know like you don't realize that you're going to grow up without your parents and all that so it was kind of hard the first years like until 12 something, then I got used to it, so not seeing my mom, my, my dad, etc. And then my grandparents kind of t- took over of my growth, I would say that. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool story. You know, it's funny, you're the second Indian guy in a row on this show. Actually, second episode, second Indian guy. So you're a guy, you guys are seriously setting the bar high on the taxi name. It's funny because on the, the live stream, we have uh, someone whose name is also Shubham Sharma. This is amazing. <laughs> we have Sharma.007 Shubham. Yeah, My name is also Shubham Sharma. <laughs> That's pretty Amazing, cool. bro. Okay. So, <laughs> so Sharma uh, is the kind of a, a, a really common name, Shubham yeah. as well. So, Well, yeah, I, I guess so. Uh, so then, like, your first... You moved to France, you, 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 you were a student in computer science, and your first uh, experiences as a developer were as a freelance developer, right? Right. So tell me about this. What languages exactly? What clients? 
So um, how did it start? Basically, uh, I didn't know that I wanted to be in tech until one day um, I found a computer on the street. Uh, basically, it was a CPU on the street. I mean, a, a central unit, uh, central processing unit. Basically, the, the whole thing without the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I found it. It was it was just there, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna bring it back home because I, I was not allowed to have a computer because I was a kid. Okay. And uh, because my grandparents were strict, etc. But my uncle, who, who used to live in my house as well, has a computer. And I only has the right to use it at a certain amount of time. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this computer. And I had a friend whose father was awesome into uh, like hardware and stuff like that. So I was like, I took a computer. I went to my friend's father and I was like, hmm, like, okay, can we get it back? And he was like, yeah, of course, look. And then, uh, and then my this computer used to uh, go um, crazy or go off uh, really often. So mm -hmm. it was like going back and forth to my uh, friend's father. And, and then I learned a lot about hardware. And then I started to learn about... Um, I, I had a computer, so I was... I had the internet, which is mm -hmm. like crazy thing happens. Like I had the possibility to learn things. And then I started learning hardware on the internet, like having more stuff. Uh, then I started learning coding and it was on a, on a site called C2.0, which is now um, called uh, yeah, I'll Open Classroom. <laughs> I learned over there too. <laughs> and I started learning C in the beginning and I was like, okay, let's see how this works. And I learned C basically I thought I learned C but yeah. <laughs> I, I figured out that I didn't but still like you I was able to do some print F and stuff like that then I went um to to uh yeah then I was in in high school at the time I think something like that this is how I started that's pretty cool and so who were exactly your first clients as a freelance developer when did you start your first freelance gigs and I, I guess they weren't like official at that time no but when exactly did that start So funny thing, I was in high school and uh, you know that the people that are in charge of uh, like when you're in high school, seeing seeing that you're not doing bad things, etc. Like kind of not the principals, not the teachers, but the other people that are on the gate and making sure yeah. that uh, that you're you're not doing shitty things. So this guy was actually a friend, friend of me and he knew that I was kind of like techie. Yeah. I used to, you know, code and I was the most techiest guy in my high school just because I had this reputation, thankfully for me. So he was like, hey. I had a friend, uh, I has a friend who, uh, I have a friend, sorry, who, who needs a, a website. Do you know how to do that? I was like, of course. And I had no clue how to make a website. <laughs> and because I knew I had the internet, so that's, that's a cool thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, let's meet with him. And I was like, okay, no problem. So the, the night, uh, I was like, how to make a website on Google. And I found that there was a thing called HTML. I was like, okay, let's learn this. And... Um, I, I then mounted my first PHP BB forum with HTML. <laughs> so it was like, I had no clue what PHP was, but I was basically following tutorials and tutorials. Yeah, those were the good times. And uh, yeah, I just made something uh, with HTML. Then I saw this guy and he made me, uh, and he asked me to do a e-commerce website. And Serious stuff. Right. And I was like, literally just out of high school and uh, I was like okay let's see PHP I there was a framework called Joomla and I, I used Joomla and I used a, a module called Virtumart which was uh, just a module to um, uh, to, to do e-commerce website and I made a website and, and I made 300 euros that's pretty awesome so it, so 300 euros when you're a kid you are 
calculating in terms of McDonald's. Yeah. You, you, like like how I mean, many McDonald's you I mean, have you're with. freaking rich with right. 3,000, 300, sorry, yeah. not 3,000, 300 euros I as was, a kid. I, I was crazy. And when I saw this money in my pocket, I was like, damn. <laughs> like, okay, me on my computer can make money with that. Okay, yeah. I'm going in computer, that for sure. Like, because, you know, it's, it's, it was just like, I was just not balling, but it was just like, oh, cool. I have, I have money now. I don't need to ask my grandparents anymore. Yeah. Which was awesome. That's this is how cool. I started. That's that's super cool. And so then you went on to pursue your uh, studies as uh, a computer science student at Epita, right? Yes. And uh, so what did happen there? You had a, a startup that you, you, you had to make a startup. It was like a requirement for your courses, right? And what what exactly did happen here? So so it is it is um, I would say it's it's more so when I entered Epita, I, I met one friend who who was actually my associate with uh, with all the freelancing we're doing. So mm-hmm. between high school and Epita, a lot of things happened, and we actually leveled up our uh, freelance game. We had a lot of networks, etc. So um, we were just doing that. But the thing about junior enterprise, that's what we call junior enterprise in uh, in schools. They are actually enterprise, I mean companies inside of your school that are agencies, and you use the branding of your school to make money. Okay. So it's basically, hey, you are at Epita. Um, you use the branding of Epita to get clients and get people working for the clients. So it was actually kind of the agency instead okay. of my school. Yeah, I see. Yeah. So people were coming for the school, not necessarily for you, right? Sorry, the cool. Uh, the, the the people, the clients were coming because of the the the, the school's name. So that right. was a that was a big plus for you. Right. That was a big advantage. What exactly did you do? You made websites for people. You made software apps. What exactly so, did you make? So this was this was actually a pretty funny time because I used to do a lot of freelancing before that, and then I went to a place where uh, there was a lot of clients coming. So my job was mainly to make sure that other students are making websites. Mm-hmm. So it was like people coming, hey, we need a website, we need applications, we need this and that. And I was like, okay, cool. Uh, what are your requirements? I was uh, putting these requirements in into form, into specifications, yeah. into uh, something possible for a student developers to develop. Yeah. And I was kind of the middleman uh, facing the client, facing the student, and making sure that everything's going well. So kind of a project manager. Yeah. But it gave me... So, so I had the experience of this because I was a freelancer. Mm-hmm. But it leveled up my game in terms of client handling because my clients were like BNP, like the bank in, in France. Holy or shit. with like for, good, for big, all, big clients. For all the non-French people or non-financial types of people watching the live stream or listening to the podcast, BNP is the equivalent of JP Morgan, basically. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so having like... Like doing meetings with people um, that are all in, in, in suit and tied up, five people in front of you and that are like 20 years older than you, it, it, you, learn, you learn shit. <laughs> You're like, okay, That's I need sure. to prepare my, my, uh, my appointment. That's so yeah, it was definitely a different game and I learned a lot. It was probably the, the hardest experience until now. Like it, it is something that I've learned so much about client facing, about questions, about, about things that are that your client says and it's actually not what you want to say inside mm-hmm. and, and this is not actually what you want to hear but you're hearing, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that is extremely cool. And so right after your APTA period, mm-hmm. you finished your studies, you went on to pursue with Melja. That was actually your first 
real, real actual gig. job. Yeah. So, so uh, tell me exactly how did they find you? Uh, why did you choose to join Mailjet? Uh, and and what happened there? So uh, basically, um, in the middle of your um, your course, you need to do an internship. Okay. So you have five years at Epita, and on the third year, you need to make an internship. You have to experience an internship. And I was like, okay, cool. So um, I was at the time, so I was not really looking for an internship because I was like, okay, I'm going to find it anyway. I don't really know what I wanted to do, etc. And I had actually the CTO of Mailjet at the time. We saw my profile on a website called Sencha Tools. I don't mm-hmm. know if you know what it is. Basically, Never heard of it. Um, it used to be a cross-platform for um, for for JavaScript, mm-hmm. for 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 mobile, etc. So it's basically it was a set of libraries that help you create web, uh, create applications. And I had my profile. I don't know on it. I I I don't remember when I created it because I played with Sencha, and then it was like, hey. Are you still looking for an internship? We want JavaScript people. I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do a, a meeting for this internship. We talked and and I actually passed the interview, but not for a JavaScript developer, but more for a developer evangelist because he said like, hey, you know a lot about developer, developer communities. And I was like doing a lot of meetups at the time. And, and I, you know, I knew a lot of people in, in Paris as well. So he was like, okay, let's do a developer evangelist job. And I was like, okay, let's do a developer evangelist internship, which is kind of crazy because it's not yeah. the kind of job you give to interns. <laughs> but um, So I started as an intern. But then after my internship of six months, there was like, do you want to stay? I was like, yes, I want to stay. And But you have to go to school. Okay, how can we do that? So then I started by one day per week. Mm-hmm. with my studies then I realized that okay we can do two and then three and basically I was doing full time of Epita which was my school and half time of um, of uh, of Mailjet so and then I basically started Mailjet in the middle of my studies that's that's pretty cool and so you kept on working with them and there was a whole period when you were living in New York Right. in the USA so, so that that's pretty awesome I mean that's part like a big part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show uh, because I always try to get people who are kind of international and who lived in multiple countries etc because it's so inspiring to to have these kind of people uh, here and I guess you know a lot of people will have questions about uh, this this part of your life precisely uh, so you were living in New York for for what like uh, like a year like six months No, a year and a couple of months. Yeah, more than a year. So, yeah, yeah, that's longer than I found. Mm -mm. That's pretty cool. And so, at that time, Shubham did something that's pretty cool. He actually started the vlog on Snapchat. That's the first time I heard... First time I heard of a guy doing a vlog on Instagram. At that time, Instagram was you know, slowly starting to become a thing. I mean, it, it, it had some growth, but that was um, before the IPO, before it went totally crazy. Uh, and and it was it was still kind of, uh, you know, uh, simple. It was a super simple app, but Shabam, you saw the, the, the potential in Snapchat and you started to basically talk about your life in New York in French right. to your audience. So uh, tell, tell us more about that. So, um, yeah, basically I started, I think I started... The first day I came in New York, I was like, okay, I have Snapchat. I have a lot of friends on Snap. And basically, they were my high school friends and, and friends from where I live in, in, in Paris. And I was like, okay, I need to share with them what's happening with me. 
So I started to snap this and I was telling my life basically, hey, this is the Brooklyn Bridge. Hey, this is me going somewhere and whatever. And they were like, hey, show us more. I was like, okay, let's do that. And then I was, I was following Casey Neistat on, on, on uh, YouTube way before I came to New York. And it was kind of like, damn, I'm in the same city as Casey Neistat. And uh, I need to do something similar. Okay, let's do vlogs. Oh, we're not on video. Okay, we're doing videos, but let's do vlogs because we're on Snapchat. So it's going to be <laughs> Snapchat vlogs. And so I called it. Okay, so I was in a taxi. I still remember going back from my airport. And I was like, okay, today I'm starting something called vlogs. I just don't know why I said that. And I was literally making this up while I was doing my Snapchat. And I was like, okay, let's call it vlogs. So I then started vlog one, vlog two, vlog three. And every single day uh, for uh, 200, no, for 300 vlogs or 250, I guess. I, I did like every single day one one slog. That's super awesome. And so uh, the slogs stopped now, but you're still pretty active on Snapchat. What is your Snapchat username? Because somebody asked in the chat room, uh, they want to know. So uh, Snapchat is Shubs, S-H-U-B underscore S. Okay. So Shubs, S-H-U-B underscore S. Yeah. Okay, okay. So one more time, that is Shubs, S-H-U-B underscore S. Yes, and you should definitely follow Shabam on uh, on Snapchat, but you know whatever social networks uh, he's pretty active on Instagram as well. But we're gonna come back to this later. Uh, so right when you came back in Paris, first of all, why did you come back in Paris? That's that's the the question I have. First of all, that's a um, good question. Basically, I I um, so I want to experience New York by living, not only by going for a couple of uh, weeks or something. So then I was like, okay, we made an arrangement with with. Me at my previous company and was like, okay, let's go for six months and see. We uh, were launching a product which was called MGML, which is an open source product. And I was doing all the launching, etc. And it was supposed to, to take six months and it took six months and it went well and, and everything was great. But me personally, six months is really not a lot to experience the city uh, as living in, in it. So basically it was like, okay, six months is not a lot. Uh, let's do one year. And in one year, um, I had a great experience in New York. Literally, it was like best time and I did a lot. I saw a lot of people, but I love Paris. Like Paris is my city. It's where I know every every single street and, and I don't know, it's cozy, it's perfect for me. Even though New York was perfect in terms of speed because it's, it's um, I love when it goes fast, but um, I mean, man, like... Paris is the thing. And also, you know, I have all my friends. I have everyone here. Um, it's it's kind of my city. I'm not saying that I won't go there. Uh, I actually go there like pretty much every three months now for business. But living is another thing. I wanted to experience that one year of work was enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, so that totally makes sense. I mean, I love Paris for exactly the same reason. And it's vibrant, you know, like you, right. you always have people even on, even on Monday nights, like uh basically like having a drink or like all the bars are totally full afterwards yeah, that's that's pretty cool that's the probably one of the one of the only cities where you can have this kind of uh, always cheerful uh in the evenings uh kind of uh kind of ambience so that's that's pretty nice um but what is the the, the tech scene in like in paris because the lifestyle is is pretty awesome and the way of life the french way of life but what about the tech scene so I would say in terms of uh, startup tech scene, it has been never a better time uh, than now. So a lot of funding is coming uh, in Paris. A lot of, uh, uh, of new startup 
places are opening, like with Station F, which is a great incubator. There was the family before. There were Numa, and and uh, there was a lot of um, places for startups and and tech people. And in where we are actually uh, in this office uh, near Sentier, near. Um, Near, near these places, which are uh, which are kind of they call it Silicon Sentier because there is a lot of other startup, other tech people, etc. That are here. I love and, this name, and, <laughs> and, Silicon and, Sentier. And there is a tons of meetups that are organized. There is a ton of tech people, ton of brilliant people that are here. So I wanted to experience to go to New York to actually uh, talk to those people that were living in New York and 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 were brilliant, but. I'm not finished with, with meeting new people all the time in Paris. Like, it's crazy that are tech and that are really brilliant. So, yeah. Of course. And by the way, lots of uh, foreign people are coming to Paris. Know that they've heard that there's a pretty awesome tech scene here. So, uh, first of all, if you haven't been to Paris and haven't experienced the local tech scene, you should definitely come. And second of all, I mean, there's always new people to meet, right? Right. In meetups, etc., always new people to meet, especially from abroad. Uh, so... Tell us more a little bit about everything that's around that, because that's the professional part that is like your day-to-day -day jobs right. uh, and, and, and basically all your experiences as a developer, then as a growth hacker. But, but, but tell us more about what makes Shabam Shabam. <laughs> I mean, what, what exactly fires you up when you wake up in the morning? Uh, I mean, some people, it's like they've taken up an interest in, in cryptocurrencies. Some people develop like drones or whatever on their free time. Mm. Is, there, is there something you do that totally fires you up? So man, like I can tell you. So the, the, the thing um, is that when I wake up and I'm like not fired up, I mean, there is a problem. And, and I'm so lucky and so grateful that un, like until now, when I wake up, I'm like, Damn, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Because I'm working in a company where, like, we, we have a lab where there are tons of drones and we have, like, monitoring tools. We're, like, in the really geeky mood. Um, I have, like, so so we're talking about the tech scene. I have two meetups in Paris that I'm organizing that are going really well. There is one called Awesome Tech Meetup. The other one's called Paris API. So it's a way for me to meet a lot of things, a lot of people, to, to hear a lot of good stories and and, and basically learn, learn a lot. So I'm learning every day. Um, I'm a lot into, because, you know, like, when I was at API, I had a really shitty... Um, I would say not lifestyle, but life hygiene. And, and so I realized that and was like, okay, man, you got to take care of yourself. Obviously, coding is good. Your brain is good and blah, blah, blah. But you have to take care of sports, of working out, etc. So I started working out and I love that now. And uh, like, yeah, man, like the people I meet every single day make my day. And I start uh, and I, I try to meet, meet as many people in a day. And Paris is the best place for that. That is the best mindset ever. So Shabam, uh, when I asked you the question about your other interests, uh, I, I gave you this question that I don't give to other people because you have a YouTube channel that is pretty cool. Right. It's in French though, so people who are not French speakers will not find this very interesting. But for all the others, tell us more about this. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, I wanted to experience that. So when I was in New York, I was like, okay, cool. I'm doing this Snapchat thing. I'm just saying my life. Like, I'm just, uh, um, you know, like saying, Hey, I'm in New York, etc. but I'm not really bringing value. It's only entertainment. Like how can with what I know bring some value, uh, in French? I don't know why I did that in French because I don't know, it was because my audience on Snapchat was in French. So I was like, okay, let's make a YouTube channel. And um, a lot of people um, 
a lot of my friends were YouTubers, so I was like, okay, I want to be a YouTuber. And then I started this channel called Digital Wink. The name is in English. I don't know why. But, uh, and basically, it's it's a channel where we, uh, where I uh, tell things to non-technical people that are technical, but non-technical people think it is really complicated. Well, it's not. And it's all about, um, I don't know what's the perfect word in English, but in French it's vulgarisation, so it's uh, how to s not simplify, but uh, kind of better explain tech uh, with simple words and, and, um, and, and make understand to people that are not in tech that it's not a big deal. Sure, that's, that's a pretty awesome idea. And um, last thing I wanted to talk about, tell us more about key metrics, because we've talked a little bit about it in the first place, at the very beginning of this episode, I mean, that's the place where we are at right now. That's the, 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 the place that enables us to be, you know, in front of each other versus being on Skype, which is what I did for the first episode and probably what I'm going to do for all the rest of the episodes, because I'm definitely not going to meet with everybody uh, face to face. But tell us more about, about this awesome company. So, um, yeah, so first of all, you know, when Alex, um, so I was in a cafe working from, so I had this thing in New York, which was like every Monday you work from anywhere. And I love that, you know, because I have been a freelancer and I kind of love working from cafes. It's, it's a thing. And, and so every Monday I was working from there and Alex one day called me. So he's the CEO of the company and the founder. He was like, Hey, we're looking for a developer eventually for the company. I was like, okay, I know key metrics. I use key metrics every single day. Damn. Yeah. Let's talk. And uh, I was really excited. Uh, we talked, we had a couple of, uh, you know, like uh, uh, calls and uh, I was like, okay, let's, let's do that. I was so, I was then um, at Keymetrics as a growth. Uh, so uh, it was, it was pretty new for me, but something that I always wanted to do, work in growth. And I was, I wanted to be surrounded with uh, like really brilliant people. Like Alex is the, is the founder of PM2, uh, which is the process, the de facto process manager for Node.js. And like PM2 has pff, like 22,000 uh, stars on GitHub. It, it is um, almost 23,000. Uh, it, it is one of the most popular uh, open source package on Node.js. Uh, people that are working on, on the core of PM2 works near me every single day. Uh, people who are working on the back end, on the front end of Keymetrics are, are genius. And and uh, and we are all tech people in the company. And I think for me surrounded, even though I'm doing marketing today, but for being surrounded with people that are tech and, and really brilliant, like it's 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 what I want. It's learn every single day things that I don't know. And yeah. they, they teach me. And they have the same background as you. So, you know, you basically... Uh, you, you get back what you lost, what right. you would be lo losing at basically any other company uh, because you have a, an engineer background right. in the end. So, so know, we talk the same language. Yeah. So it, it's it's one of the things I love in Keymetrics, even though I'm doing, I would say, not that much tech. So like I'm not coding, I'm not pushing on, on, the, on the product or on the back end, on the front end today, every single day, which it is what they're doing. But I have a global overview. Even on the business side, then on the tech side. And I love it, being able to understand on that. Yeah, and that means you can sell to developers, which is super, super important, right? Right. I mean, because you're a developer tool, so right. basically that's that's the key, right? And, and, so and I was coming, I would say, in time where uh, it was before uh, the fundraising because we raised money in uh, in February. Um, so we raised $2 million with, uh, with two 
big um, VC. Uh, one is Elvent um, Capital, which is a French VC, really known for tech companies. The second one is Runa Capital, which is um, the same that is invested in Nginx. And like Nginx, I use it until like I'm, I'm 12 years old. So it is it is a, a, a thing where like in board meetings and stuff like that, we have the guys in front of us that are working with the same guys that has a product that I use since I'm 12. So there's so much knowledge that I'm getting every single day, and which is great for me. So there are awesome VCs. There are big VCs in France because we, we have somebody uh, in the chat room asking a question, uh, how is the startup environment in France? We talked a little bit about this uh, uh, right before, but um, I mean, Keymetrics is the example that yes, we do have a nice startup friendly environment here in France because you raised $10 million in, in capital two, from... Two, not 10. No, two? Yeah, oh, that two wasn't million. 10? No, it wasn't Oh, I thought 10. it was 10. I'm sorry. You raised... Two, that's still pretty good. Yeah. You, you raised $2 million. I mean, you only raised what you need, right? So right. this is the early stage of the startup. It mm. doesn't need $10 million. No, we don't. But um, you raised $2 million from a French VC. This is the perfect example that, yes, we do have investors here. We do have a lot of startups also. And, and it, it, it's all working pretty well. Right. And it's it, growing, it, by the way. It's, it's a great scene, you know, like um, we have so much brilliant engineers in France and there are, you know, a lot of time going to the US, that's true. And uh, but I think like it is a time where the startup scene have never been where is it right now. So I think if you want to start something like the, the government and, and like we have so much money that we can have if you want to start something today, everything is open. Everything is for you if you want to start your own thing. And if you know how to code. We, we are, like, you just need to have an idea, code something, put it somewhere on the web, on product and something, and it could work. It could become something real. So, yeah, it's amazing. That's true. Well, Shabam, thanks a lot for joining me today. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Where exactly can our listeners follow you? So, um, basically, on, on Instagram, so it's the same. So, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on, Inst uh, on Snapchat, it is the same username, which is S-H-U-B underscore S. So it's Shub, S-H-U-B underscore S. Um, you can find it, uh, you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, YouTube as well on my YouTube channel with Digital Wink. This is the, uh, the uh, YouTube channel. And, uh, and yeah, there is a, a, uh, a funny thing is that if you are in Paris, of course we can meet, but uh, I, so I, want, I like to try some uh, crazy things all the time. So, so the new kind of crazy thing I want to try is, is that I want to do stand-up comedy shows. <laughs> and okay, it has nothing to do with, uh, with uh, freelancing, developer, etc. But like I've seen so much people, so much, like I've, I have a lot of experiences with, with, with the, all the travel, etc. that I want to share in a funny way. So... Yeah. see me somewhere in a stand-up comedy show yeah and and i mean shubham is such an awesome person that people in the background are once again applauding so <laughs> that's that's the proof you should definitely go see shubham uh in in a comedy show in paris if you're in paris soon uh so perfect well once again thank you so much thank for you, accepting my my invitation dear listeners Thank you for joining the live stream or tuning into the, the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Definitely go check out Keymetrics and PM2 if you're interested. If you're a Node.js developer and don't know yet, you should. And it's been a pleasure. I'll see you guys in two weeks.